The Red Room Theater, episode 120. 120? School Ties. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Alanis. And Antonio Moreno. And every single month we look at one of the movies that raise us up. How that movie raised us right and raised us wrong. Today we talk about the movie School Ties and how it taught us. How it taught us to always watch your back and to not hate the juice. And uh, how to handle one of her schools. <laughs> <laughs> okay. School Ties drop September Listen, 18th. You know, today, I was today years old when I realized School Ties is about a tie. No, it's not. Do you remember at the beginning when he comes yes. in? Chris O'Donnell says, Oh, they haven't given you the school tie yet. I'll give it, I'll let you borrow one of these. I was today's years old. School tie is about the ties they were to school. Rich fools. It's a double entendre because it's the tie and the ties that bind. But <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you, bitch. So- I never going to stop loving you, bitch. You're so ties that bind, like ties that like S and M that bind <laughs> that bind people together, like a chain binder. You're so stupid. Bind ties that like the ties that make us to keep us as a community, keep us one, make us one, bind us together. This ain't about tying no binds. That's the, the point of the title, school ties, is it's a double entendre. Double, you know, what double entendres, right? Yeah, it means. Uh, Two. It <laughs> <laughs> means two one time just full. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh Dude, a double entendre is when you, what you say means one thing but another thing at the same time. Like a, a, a dirty joke <laughs> will mean one thing and another thing at the same time. You mean like a Freudian slip? <laughs> <laughs> When you say the wrong thing, Freudian slip. When I asked that one girl to go out with me at one time instead of asking her to play Scrabble, that was a Freudian slip. Man, I can't believe you. And you were on one knee too. I was on one knee asking her to play Scrabble. I was like, "Will you go out with me?" And her mom like looked at me, and I literally had to get up and leave the house. Her mom was like, "Um, you guys are on. You guys have food stamps. I don't think that's gonna." (laughs) But um, let me make a good double entendre. There's got to be another word for that. Double entendre. You're the you're the king of the double entendre. That's what I'm saying. There's got to be another. That, that, that's the term word. for that. That's the word. How come I never heard of that? You never heard of that phrase? Well, no. Like, a devil in Tundra would be like, oh, like, okay, I remember watching this uh, <laughs> this um, spoof of Star It was called Thumb Wars. Like, thumbs were Star Wars characters, and uh, they're pulling up to the Death Star, and Obi-Wan, or uh, Obi-Wan, old Obi-Wan is like, that's no moon. And the guy's like, oh, sorry, because his butt crack was showing. <laughs> I know what it means, <laughs> fool. <laughs> it means two things at the same time. Dirty. <laughs> okay. Listen, I've never caught a double entendre because you're right. It's about the school tie. Yes. As well as the ties that bind. How are they <laughs> binding when he's the only Jew? He he's trying to buy, like, be part of their community. He wants to be like he, it, the. Um, we'll get into this. Okay, so school ties drop. He's all trying to teach me and shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're the one taking your master's classes. Okay. Releases September 18th, 1992. Which is almost 30 years ago, right? Did I math wrong? Well, it would be 29 years ago, Alex. <laughs> what's your favorite date? <laughs> what's, your, what's your ideal date? September oh. 14th. Because <laughs> it's not, not exactly his jacket weather. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's the best part of miscongeniality. <laughs> Ernie Hudson's address pretty funny, too, though. <laughs> and then and nobody tells him, and, he, and Brendan Brad's like, ah! And he's like, if this is the best you have, I don't have much faith in this. <laughs> that was so. That's how guys are, though. They're just so dude, dumb. Dude, they're so dumb. Okay. <laughs> his ego was like this big, but his thing was like this big. Hey, we worked on that one together. <laughs> <laughs> Director says 60% Rotten Tomatoes. 60? 60. But this, this is a movie that's rated after the fact. 
Rotten Tomatoes didn't exist back then, so they went back, got old reviews, and tried to balance them out. That's because the uh, the guy who runs Rotten Tomatoes, his last name ends with Berg. <laughs> no, then it would be 100%. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Oh, yeah, I guess it would. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. Okay. Directed by Robert Mandel, and the plot is very simple. In a 1950s boarding school, a young Jewish boy must find his way in a prejudiced world. Why are they so racist if it's that close post-World War II? We'll get into this. Question, does the movie hold up? I say yes. Listen, movie holds up. Do I like it? No. No, no. It's not entertaining. It's no, not. A, it, it, the performances are spectacular. It, I, I want to slap Chris O'Donnell for being such a coward. I was on pins and needles. Like, Bro, I didn't the like. The whole time. I was uncomfortable. Like watching this, I'm uh, just. Like, I started on my TV, then I went to the iPad to make the screen small. Then I went to the phone because I'm like, I just, it, I feel dude, so sick. You're so bad with that. You, you're Mister Walk to the Kitchen <laughs> and peek <laughs> over the corner, dude. Straight this up. This is why I don't watch The Office. Exactly why I don't watch The Office. <laughs> why, why meet the parents? I wanted to leave the theater. I watched part of it at, at someone's house. I, I turned it off. I can't watch that. De Niro. Okay. Anyways, the cast. Let's go through it. We have a thing we do here at Red Room Theater. It's called the greatness test. Whee-wee. And here are the rules. Of, we haven't done one of these in a while. No, let's we haven't. Let's give you the rules of the greatness test. The greatness test has a very simple rule. Is an actor or an actress in three great films? That will, that will stand the test of time. You'll show your children's children these movies. These yes. movies are movies you go back to. We're like Captain Hook in this bitch. <laughs> yeah, children's children's children. <laughs> oh, that's so that's good pull, dude. That's a good pull. That's why we always say this, fool. I it's, it's still a good pull. Um, and, and Rufio was before his time. <sighs> okay, Rufio. Because his hair was dope. His outfit was like steampunk. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. So, in the history of our show, I never knew my dad. <laughs> yeah, no. In the history of our show, only one actor has has failed. You poor bastard. Test. And listen, we're not gonna say his name. He was close. We're gonna say for the no prize. Tell us the one actor who lost the greatness test. I mean, it's so bad that Oliver Platt passed the greatness <laughs> Oliver test. Oliver Platt. And this dude did not. Oliver Platt. What did we say? He had two, right? He had three. All three. He made all no, no, three. No, no. Homeboy only had two, though, right? Only had two. And I tell you, it wasn't. It wasn't a great two. It was like reaching. Yeah, we were, we were trying so hard, dude. <laughs> okay, so we're doing the greatness test on the one and only Brendan Fraser. Yeah, man. He's the main character of this film. I'm not counting this as one of the greatness, great ones. No, it's me neither. It's a movie I... He's I, great in it. It was formative for me, but I'm not going to show my kids this movie. No, hell no. This is not a movie I feel the need to show. It's, it's, it's really of its time. It's a 90s film. But I think Brendan Fraser does have three great films. What is your f- first great film you put for Brendan Fraser? What do you got? Me, because the life I live, <laughs> and I will never put it down. Dude, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a drummer for life. For life! Musician. I will always play with my friends, even when I got to tape the sticks to my hands because my carpet tunnel's so bad. <sighs> Airheads is my number one great movie. I mean, great movie. It is comedy the, gold. The soundtrack still holds up to... It opens with a Motorhead song, bro. Dude. Born to raise hell. Is, did they ever... I remember, I remember the, when she throws the tape out the car and it gets run over. they ever find that tape or no? Yes, remember she picks it up and dog's pissing on it and it's got pee all over it. She has to pick it up and it's dripping. <laughs> oh, my. And it's been kicked and I ran over and that, peed dude. on. And that movie... There's so many good performances from like so many small great performances. Airheads, Airheads is one for the ages, and the act, the cast is unreal. Do you know what's crazy? There are scenes in Airheads was like the Dumb and Dumber before its time. Yes, there was so many quotable lines, Mm -hmm. so hilarious. I agree, it's a great one. Airheads is one of the all-time great comedies, all time, all time. Now, for me, to poop on, <laughs> I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the movie Crash. Holy, you know why? Because that's when we fell in love with Michael Pena. 
Oh my gosh, that was that was Valentine's Day for Michael Pena. That movie, oh. I've been following ever since. Sandra Bullock was such an awful person, now but she that, was a great actress. She in this. was married to Brendan Fraser. Yes, one, right? she was. Yes, Crash. A lot of people. He was really good in this one. A lot of people hate on this for winning the best picture. I thought it was a glorious. It best won picture. best picture. Yes, thank God it did. Listen, as as minority, like listen, the opening scene. With Ludacris and who was with them? Um, the the Lope Dog, the, the crazy dude from Menace to Society. Okay, it's those two guys. That that conversation, the fact that they hilarious. Paired, dude, I I I had to pause the movie because I was laughing so hard. It, it was incredible. What an opener! That movie did such a great job of every liberal. It shows that every single woke person. Had prejudice in their heart. Yes. And every single racist is still a person. Yes. Capable of good and love. Matt Dillon. Yes. It's showing you people are complex and they're not just, they're not good and bad. They're just people. And I, I've known people. It's situational. We all, listen, I'm Mexican and I, I'm not clean. Not because you're dirty Mexican. <laughs> No, I know what you mean. <laughs> you should. Uh, okay, I'm gonna, I'll tell you like this. You should have been in Texas with me watching the De La Hoya Mayweather fight. You want to see Mexicans be? Oh, dude. Oh, I know. Be rowdy. We could be. We could be, dude. I remember my mom. I can't. I can't talk. No, don't bus. tell those stories about mom. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Um. So, <laughs> Crash was honest. It was, and there. Tragedy makes you cry. Tra- drama, yes. tragedy. But what makes me, what makes moves me more than tragedy, is hope and beauty. And there's a scene of such hope in this film, of such. It takes you to the lowest low. Which one? What scene? Oh, dude, Pena, the lowest oh, low. Oh my god! And when it brings you out Bro. of that, low, the joy. Oh, it. I can't even think about that scene, bro. Niagara, Niagara Falls. Frankie, Frankie Angel, Angel, dude. I'll tell you what. I love the scene how Sandra Bullock's super racist to her stinking uh, housekeeper. And the housekeeper's the only one that was there for her. All her rich, stinking, snooty friends, none of them cared. None of them cared. That was great. That movie's... How about when Dylan saves the girl he stinking it's, molested? I'm telling you, it is... The movie, it, and she's literally like anybody but you didn't want didn't want to get out of the fire, bro. And then when but, he saves her, then she let her guard down. Like, oh my! What's your number three for Brendan Fraser for greatness? Come on, dude. Do you have to ask? I mean, we all know. Encino Man is so funny. It's the it's Pauly Shore in like his greatest form. It's his best role he's ever had. Dude, Son-in-Law is pretty good, but this one is the best. Sean Austin's fantastic. Dude, poor Paulie Shore to watch Sean Austin just blow up. Dude. Dude has been hitting home runs forever. For 30, 40 years. <laughs> Bro, he he, had the, he was the, one of the best parts of Stranger Things, dude. And he started in the Goonies, yo. Dude, and he was in uh, that... 51st dates as the brother with the lisp that was taking steroids. <laughs> dude, he's so... Really- and he ends up making appearances in tons of Adam Sandler movies. Dude, it's great. He's awesome. Dude, the Lord of the Rings, bro. Samwise Gamgee, dude, dude, my boy. My boy. Dude. Sean Austin. Sean he's Austin. Awesome. Um, it's, you know, man, is... It's a Brendan great Frazier, movie. And Brent Frazier does... He's so... He sells it. How about when he goes on the field trip and realizes... What happened to him? It's so And he's sad. in the display trying to make a fire, and he's crying, dude. And they come to him, and they have to console him. Because he I, realizes his whole life's gone. I forget that Brendan Fraser is a big, strapping man. Dude. What, he's 6'3"? How tall is he? He's a tall mug. And he's got great boxed-out shoulders. He had. He's got a beautiful, he's got beautiful eyes. He had, he's a yeah, good-looking man. Not now. <laughs> But he was then. He was beautiful. George of the Jungle, dude. Dude. I never want to see anybody in a loin closet but him. So we just named three films that we... He's 6'3", bro. He, dude, he's, he's a big dude. He's 52, man. He's 52 years old, bro. In this movie, you see he's physically stronger, bigger than a lot of those kids. Yes, he is. So 
Brennan Fraser. This poor guy. From the Red Room Theater, we want to say to you, we believe you're one you of the great ones. You are great, my friend. We, we love watching you. I love you. watching you make your comeback you're making right now. Dude, I'm pumped for him. He's awesome, man. He deserves it. He's a he's a he's this great dude. You he's that he's new dude. that new HBO movie, right? Yeah. What's it called? Um, uh, no, sudden no sudden move. move. Yeah. No sudden move. I liked it. I okay. actually really liked it. Brendan Fraser stars. Uh, he's at. He's he's David Green. He's the Jewish. Oh, kid. dude, the first mummy is spectacular. The, the first mummy is so fun. But you know what? It's too scary for my kids. I watched it again. Those stinking scarabs eating people's flesh and stuff, dude. Yeah, that was messed up. <laughs> so the main the big bad in this movie is played by Matt Damon I, I forgot I like Damon as an actor so much even when he's kind of like a sniveling coward like in Dogma he's still likable I forgot he can play an incredible prick he just he play a role and you hate him in this movie you hate him he's privileged he's petty he's a liar and he's unrepentant. To the end of the film, he never, ever says sorry. No, he's not sorry. It's always a grift. He's, he's in his dad and his brother's shadow. He's just a little runt. And punk. you feel bad for him for a second. But he's such a jerk. Oh, he shows his cards too much for you to feel bad for too long. Dude, there's that scene, though, where the dad's introduced to my boys. And introduces two of his sons and not Damon. That's pretty brutal. And, dude... When F when uh when Brendan Fraser grabs Damon and throws him as a block, great. It's brutal, dude. He's on the ground like, man, I uh I just got used to this full as a full body st- stunt double, dude. Mm-hmm. Damon plays. He's a prick to begin with. Remember, when he first meets him, he's being a jerk to him, cause he wanted to be quarterback, cause he wanted to be like his brother, who's the big man on campus. Yep. Stinking, he calms down. But then Brendan Fraser keeps, keeps on getting loved. He's popular with the crew. And then wins his, the big game. Wins the big game. And then his own girl. But the thing is, it's not his girl. But the thing is, here's, Fraser's wrong about this one. I think, I think Brendan Fraser's wrong. I'm not saying wrong, but you got to know if my boy likes a girl, even if she says she's, she's not his, it's going to cause trouble. Why would you even bring this up? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid, bro. Moving on. Okay, so um, <laughs> me, I guess. <laughs> As my boy used to say, a boyfriend is not a wall; <laughs> merely an obstacle to overcome. That's what he said. You no, know, he also couldn't get out of his car. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Did you say he used to elbow drop his seat? Oh man, we broke that poor car that one day. Five of us big old dudes that such a can destroyed that car, dude. You guys hit a bump, dude. Oh my god. So Damon he sees his girl go to this guy, and he and so he's not only prejudiced, but he's angry. So he's going to use the prejudice. Okay, thing. let's rewind a second. This has nothing to do with my situation. I'm no, just, I'm just saying. So somebody. Really likes this girl, right? Okay. Girl's smoking. She could give a rip about that guy, but likes you. I'm you think s- that's off limits? No. So nobody gets her? No, I'm not saying now, that. Now, because this dude's a loser and can't get her, you can't do nothing. She's looking at I'm you. Not- she obviously wants you. Listen, I'm just saying you got to know in your mind it's going to cause trouble. But all it's going to cause is... Listen, this has happened to me. This happened to me before. And happened to me before, too. And I, I listen, I'm not saying that a lot. I'm just saying you got to know it's going to hurt someone's feelings. Yeah, well, yeah, it's going to hurt somebody's feelings, but. But you can't be surprised when that happens. You yes. Be, you can't be surprised when it hurts your feelings. It's going to hurt the feelings. Yes. It's going to hurt the feelings. What's going to happen? Shit happens. All's fair in love and war, dude. Well, I mean, at the raise this right, we get to, I mean, to go along with this. Remember that. Okay. So, Damon plays the jerk. He plays the guy who's petty, who's small, who's revengeful, spiteful, and prejudice. Bad. Bad. Dude, he drops stuff against blacks, against Jews. He just, all other races are 
No one's off limits. He is privileged. Well, he's rich and white. What else do you need in this country? So, you also got Chris O'Donnell as Chris Reese, as Brent Fraser's roommate. And O'Donnell, I like him. I've always liked O'Donnell. I'm sad his movie career wasn't as big as it should have been. I think Batman kind of killed his career. Because that was his last... He fought, yeah. he fought to become Robin, and those movies tanked. Sucked. They were terrible. After Batman Robin, Alicia Silverstone didn't get no more work after that. I mean, it, it crushed all those young actors. Yeah. Arnie survived because he's Arnie. You know what I'm saying? Uma survived because she's Uma. But George Clooney survived because he's George. George go wild, get back up. That hurt him. That hurt his career. It slowed down. He had to get, he got a few movies. I think Tarantino helped get him back. Holy rusted metal, Batman. <laughs> it's metal. It's rusty. <laughs> Full of holes. It's terrible. Wow. Bad. Okay. Alfred was still the shit. Always has been. Yeah, he was dope. And his, his Diet Coke commercial was timeless, dude. What's crazy about this movie is a lot of the young kids did other college-based movies. O'Donnell is in sort of a woman. Matt- the, the kid, dude, I hate uh, the racist glasses kid. Glasses kid. He was in um, Road Trip. Yes, he is. He was the, the teacher's assistant. Oh, my God. I hated That's, him, he's dude. He's terrible. Man. I hated him. He, he starts the cult, remember? And no yeah, one he's the only one who drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> dude, because he liked the girl. She didn't like him. But he was just a creeper, dude. He was a creeper all the way. Mm-hmm. Then we have Ben Affleck. Is His name, and I, I hate saying this, on the, his name is Chesty Smith. That poor guy. Chesty Smith? Yeah. That's what they came up with? Yes. Wow. That's, bad. That's real bad, dude. Affleck is Matt Damon's right hand. They've been in so many movies together, it's been crazy. I think Damon has had a better career than Affleck has. Damon had a, I don't know, man. Matt Damon ain't no stinking comic book star. Ma- Matt Damon, though, has the... Oceans. Matt Damon. He has the Oceans trilogy. Matt Damon. The Bourne trilogy. He's got yeah, some he big does. trilogies. Like Affleck by himself, the Jersey Girl. Affleck's got Geely. <laughs> He's back with J-Lo, yo. I know. Hey, good for him, dude. Listen, dude. You never really get over that kind of booty. <laughs> <laughs> and the earth definitely ain't flat in that house, you know what I <laughs> So... <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Um, he plays one of the, the guys, too. So He's a shit, too, dude. Now, some talking points from this film. Here's one of the main things watching this is that you had a guy from Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. He's from Scranton, the office. I, I hate the office. I don't want to talk about the office. He's from Scranton, Pennsylvania. He comes from a my. It's like a. It's like a Michigan town. It's a Rust Belt town, steel factory town, and he makes it out. And you see his blue life. collar. And the thing is, they came and got him. Yep. He is literally a what do you call it, a ringer. Yep. They came and got him. They needed someone to help take their team to the next level. They come. They recruit him. Offer him a scholarship. The scout was badass too. Yes. Where he was the baseball player with Albert Brooks. That's a good That's one. That's a real good movie, dude. I haven't seen that in years. I've seen it a couple years ago. Brooke, I like Albert Brooks a lot. He's he funny great. sometimes. He was great. But um, I forgot. So, so he comes to this new school. Dude, he has to get on a bus, go to Boston by himself. And here's the thing about these rich kids. I can't imagine sending your kids off when they're in high school to live in a dorm. They're four, 13, 14 years old. There's little kids in the dorms yep. with these 17-year-old seniors. Like, it's like college starts four years early for these kids. Mm-hmm. But in those rich worlds, instead of women, it's the same thing. It's the rich, it's that rich high school. It's preparatory academy for the Harvards and the Princetons yep. and the Yales. You send your kid off. Four. Oh, is that what prep school is? Yeah. Preparatory. Preparing you. Yes. Rich-ass white kids. And he gets a chance to go there. And they give him a scholarship, and his, th- his thought, I'm going to get my foot in the door, and maybe me, a poor kid, I'll get into Harvard. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll become a... And his dad, dude, he's like, you, like, you 
take this chance. You go out there and you do this for all of us. And he's going out there to play hard, to, to study hard, to work hard. Well, you notice how, <clears throat> how sheltered these kids are. Brennan Fraser shows up fresh out of a fight. Got a black eye. It blows my like, mind. You got a fight? Like, what? And he's like, about? well, yeah, you know, with some guys that came over, you know, and they, you know, came on our side of town and we didn't want to let them in. And the redhead's like, well, yeah, I mean, so it's your turf. You can't let somebody else on your turf. Like, none of them knew anything about the street. It, it was like going to Moody. It was like yeah. going to a place where you're rough and tumble, and those guys have never thrown a punch in their lives. It's weird to be. They were so impressed. <laughs> he had blood on his collar. They couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. Had a big old dude. He he fought that guy something fierce too. <laughs> it was awesome. I love that the first hit made him bleed because we never in, in a fight. Fight. That was a good fight. I always love the um, unlawful entry fight because fights are very. They're not. You do whatever you have to you're do. You're just grabbing, you're tearing, you're biting, you're mm-hmm. punching. Because a lot of times it's not. You're, you're not starting off in a stance. Nope. Someone tackles you from behind, you're in a fight, and you're just squirming. Uh, I, will, I will tell you this, though. Fight's getting ready to happen, and somebody takes a stance. Think twice. Because he's probably got some kind of training. <laughs> you never know nowadays. Dude, no Everybody way. knows everything. Dude. But you, you probably know who does know something. Yeah. Different. Um, if you're if you're talking shit to somebody and you see their ears are, are cauliflowered, stop talking. Because you're going to be on your back getting elbows dropped on your head, getting sneaking sneaking uh, submitted, dude. That breaks your sneaking arm. And then you, then, no, then they choke you out and you shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, but in this in this world they live in, I do feel bad because. You see that they come from these families that expect them to be like so much. Mm-hmm. You got to go to this school. You got to play this sport. And, you, and you're in the shadow of maybe your father or your grandfather. Or you're in, dude, I was talking to a guy today. He told me his kid got a legacy discount at his college because he was second generation going to that school. They gave him two grand off. What? So the legacy discounts, like you, your father went here, so we're gonna give you a bump because you're, like, so there's there's things like that. That one kid who goes crazy, he said, like three generations went to Princeton, and if he doesn't go to Princeton, he fails the family. The blood's thinned they know out. The bloodline's thinning. Like he fails them. I mean, dude, that weight of expectation is no joke. I'm gonna tell you something honestly. I wanted my daughter and my son to go to U of M High School. I met a, a young lady who went to U of M High School here in the city, and she said that every year a kid tries to commit suicide. She said every single month they post on the door your standings academically. That's bullshit. And the kids feel the pressure of, like... In high school? High school. She told me it was a... If they, if they had me on a list at school <laughs> and they had rankings, it would say... LOL. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be a big old space. It'd be like, she. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to send my kid there. Because I'm going to send either kid there because I don't want to put that level of academic stress, pressure on my children. I want them to be young. I want them to enjoy their life. Yes. Life isn't schoolwork. When, I mean, you let them be kids. I'm telling that, that her sto- story scared me. But in this world, you see that. And listen, that friend teacher is wrong. Man, I would have beat his ass. That guy liked being able to bully people around. Yeah, because he was a little weasel. He was a he was a nerdy punk. He's that guy that you slap around and call Susan because he gets lippy and forgets he's in the real world. But at this prep school, he can be that guy. Yes, he can be the big man, and no one can tell him anything. And he, the way he treats that guy, the way man. doesn't let him even, doesn't even let him finish his exam, stopping him. Doing his pen stuff, just try getting his head. It's brutal. That seems bad. And that guy, mental breakdown. Mental breakdown. When you got that kind of pressure on you and you're a senior and these grades matter now. The thing is, grades don't matter in high school, not really, but they make it matter in this world. They kind of matter, dude. It was depending on what college you're going to. Well, I did go to Wheaton and they, they, they sent me a letter telling me that I was below their minimum standard of requirement. But you're brown. No, they told me I couldn't go. Wheaton. When I went to my the college I go to right now, when I applied, they said you can't come here. Oh, out of high school? No, just now. 
But you're going there. I had to do a, I had to read a book and read a paper to prove I was capable of abstract thought because my grades were so bad undergrad. What? I, I was just a bad, the smartest dude I ever listen, met. And when I went to college, I had a really good time and didn't do great schoolwork. Damn. <laughs> like my grades were below, and not only my you grades. You graduated. <laughs> I don't know how I graduated, dude. Anyway, since it's a oh, story. Oh, it took you eight years. Yeah, I'm going to <laughs> a lot of guys go to school for eight years. Yeah, they're called doctors. <laughs> Six pack of uh, oh, candy bars, <laughs> sodas in there. Anything you want to keep cool, Tommy. Just <laughs> like shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh jeez. College grad. Oh, it's, it's Herbie Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Herbie Hancock's uh, a folk musician. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, that Fitch is a jerk, bullies them, and I love that Frazier goes after him. Goes after him, dude. Like, then he, he says, I'm going to get you. You can't do that. Damon tells him, you can't do that in this world. And Damon is actually kind of cool. At, and, and the, Sometimes. In that moment, he's like, you know, I envy you. And he says something that's really true. He goes, if you get to Harvard, you earned it. If you don't, You'll manage. Yeah. Because he knows how to grind it out. He knows how to be poor. That wouldn't break his life. Going from, I knew when I was, when I was at Moody looking, I was thinking about getting married someday. I knew I didn't want to date someone that came from money. And I, I, I try to be a jerk. I'm just like, I can't give someone that life. And like going from nothing to something is way easier than going from something I to nothing. people have married somebody with money. <laughs> it didn't work so great. Yeah. I've seen people with something, somebody with not a lot, didn't go well. That's what I'm saying. They were used to a certain lifestyle, and when they couldn't produce it, they were like, well, I don't like this. Ooh. Get a job, bitch. <laughs> There's a pole right over there. I was like, <laughs> now, the prank they pull on the French teacher is classic. I mean, it's I. Dude, what are you talking about? You know how to do that? What? Like, this movie doesn't show you how to do that, but in Moody, it happened before I came. Take everything apart? Take the car apart. Put it back together in the, in the room? They put it back together on stage. In our, what? They put it together on the stage in chapel. That is incredible. How do you do that? You just have a bunch of badass mechanics? Yes, and we don't have any. We didn't have any when I was there, so we, we wanted to do that so bad to put a car in a building, we just didn't have the know-how to do it. How long would that take? If you had enough, you'd probably do it in like two hours if you had enough guys. What? Just take it apart. You need, you need to get an old, crappy car, like a, a VW Beetle or something. Just pull that bad boy apart. You could do it like a new car. You could do it like a Tesla or something. But the prank was... I, I love doing pranks. Now, I, at the end of this film, I love that Frazier... He calls it in. This film... You have the Jewish racism part of it. Then you have the classic cheating. And someone doesn't want to get caught. And decides to bus chuck someone to save their own skin. And Brent Frazier survives the bus chuck. He survives it. And they're like, you know what? You're fine. I'm going to move on. And Frazier's like, you know what? You're not going to forget this happened. Because every time you see me, you're going to know what happened here. You use me for football. I'm going to use you getting to Harvard. And the thing about that is Frazier dealt with all that prejudice. He was like, I'm getting something out of this. I'll play your games. If you're going to use me, I'm going to use you. That same asshole told him, you people. Yes, he did. And it's like, there's a lot. Or how about the French teacher? Okay. Why he didn't want to listen to that music they were listening to in the beginning. I'm not going to have the jungle in here. That was brutal. Dude! I always wondered why Brendan Fraser started doing the monkey sound and doing the Tarzan. I'm like, what? Jungle? And I didn't realize because that was black musicians. What a stinking There's school. There's so much prejudice because it's all very, he's like privileged. It's all from a white world. Never saw a lot of minorities unless they're probably servants. It's crazy. Um, we'll get more in the movies. I'm going to go to uh, support the show real quick. So listen. Smokey Joe Cafe. <laughs> good soundtrack. It was a good soundtrack. 
I love the song they dance to him and the girl. We'll get to the girl in a second. Little bitch. <laughs> you know, let's do the girl right now. Um, so, she's a sweet girl. <laughs> when you first meet her, she's nice. She's like, but when she finds out he's a Jew, she turns tables. Tries to make him feel bad for her. Yeah. Okay, we'll get all that. Sorry. Okay. Patreon.com slash redrumthetre. Patreon.com slash redrumthetre. You can give a dollar a month, two dollars a month, five dollars a month to my podcast go. If you give five dollars a month, we send you a swag bag. And we're sending, I have right now, I have three swag bags getting ready to mail this week. Because we had three people, three awesome, awesome people become patrons this month. Three $5 patrons. Listen, you get $5, you get naked pictures of B. Arthur. <laughs> what movie is that from? I don't know. I don't. We've been just talking about it all, all night. Is that Airheads? I don't remember. B. Arthur. Nice. <laughs> I mean, they're doing their demands. Yes. Oh, He's like, see, if we keep asking for ridiculous stuff, we can plead insanity. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pip. Um, so, uh, football helmet full of cottage cheese. I want to give mad love to our new patron, Armando. Our Armando? Our Armando's a Alanis? Dude, don't say the last day we're trying to be like cool. Yes. How many Armandos are there? A lot. I in, know in, one. In Mexico, there's a bunch. Yeah, well, this is Flint. <laughs> so, Armando, thank you. You're the you man, cuz. Oh, by the way, what? we're all going to see Cumbia Kings. What? Then our new patron, Tom Tommy T, Tom T, my boy you met at church that one oh, Sunday. Oh, he's the man, dude. He's the man, he dude. He is the man. He he's starting to give five bucks a month. And then our boy Jordan S. Jordy! Jordy moved from dude, one uh, to five. Let me tell you something about this dude. Dude, that guy is a beautiful I'm man. I'm following him on Instagram, and I'm like, dude, body like Arnold with a Denzel face. <laughs> Damn. Dude, he's always on an adventure. Is he, is, is he, he got good Insta game. His Insta, Instagram game on, oh, dude, on point. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? It's like, is it him like sunset, hair blow, like blowing in the wind? It's like he set up a fan. <laughs> Every time I look at a picture, a still picture, I'm like, is he in a convertible? Dude. Beautiful. Dude. I know. We've told this story before. I I love that. I love bit. that bit. <laughs> um, so those three guys all join this. That's badass, dude. So I'm sending them all their swag bag this week. Now, but listen. With that said, we are at ninety three dollars on Wee. our patron. When we hit the hundo, Hundy. When we hit the hundo, we start giving you two episodes per month. We'll give you one nineties. I keep having to talk. Vogel off the ledge because he wants to give him like twenty bucks a month just to get the <laughs> no no tell him no <laughs> he always he just he, he's always too kind to us listen we love you Vogel what's it's Natty Daddy <laughs> Natty, Natty Daddy baby like Natty like listen you're so awesome I might even have a drink with Natty Daddy with you someday dude <laughs> dude then then he if that ever happens he needs to get a sponsorship. <laughs> That's good. You did just work the beer tent at, <laughs> at the, the crib. crib. Oh, jeez, dude. You are the worst. I'm the worst bartender guy you've ever seen in your life. They're like, you, uh, I, you asking for ID? I was like, come again? <laughs> Gear. <laughs> You're so bad. Oh, shoot. Um, $7 to be 100 That means we get one 90s movie a month, and we give you one modern review from a movie in the theater. And here's the deal. If we get, if we get, we've got one month, people. If we get two five dollars new sponsors, if we get, you know, five dollar sponsors, I mean, whatever. If we get beat a hundred, we get to a hundred dollars. I will go watch and listen. I'm scared of my mind saying this. I will go see Candyman in the theater. We'll review Candyman, the new one and the old one, in October for Halloween. Could you imagine if we did Candyman and the new Candyman? <laughs> We could put them together because the way the we do a two parter, it'd yes. be like boom, boom. It'd be, it'd be so awesome, and we won't do it in East Side Church. Heck to the no! That church has do so many noises. Do I hear people walking? There ain't nobody in there. <sighs> Don't say their name five times. Never, never. <laughs> so, 
And then every month, we're going to the movie theater watching a brand new movie. We're going to see the new Bond. We're going to see the new Spider-Man. And we're giving you reviews, like opening weekend style. We'll figure out what day we... We'll probably go Sunday after church, dude. We'll go out, see a movie. Popcorn. Oh, dude. We'll even bring weenie. My man. So, we just need seven more dollars. Seven dollars. To unlock this awesome second monthly episode. Whoo! Okay. If you want to buy some of our t-shirts, we're at redrum.fedless.com, and we're working on a Halloween design. I have ready for October, so we're working on it right now. Are we? Oh, yeah. So you have to... Well, you don't tell me shit. I'm working on it for like a year, dude. Damn. Um, so, then one of, our guys, one of our buddies just gave us a tip on PayPal. Decided yes, Johnny S. is like, you know what? I don't want to be a monthly, but here's, a, here's some cheese money for you. So listen... If you got, you know, if, if you got taxes back and you got a couple G bars you don't want, give it to Red Rum Theater, baby. You got a couple kids you didn't know about, and the government gave you some cheddar. <laughs> give us hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars per kid, dude. Pass it on, yes, baby. It's fifty dollars per kid. You get two hundred. <laughs> so I don't know how I got ten grand. <laughs> you got a big old check. You're like, damn. Don't thanks. mind what I do. Thanks, son. <laughs> Uns and, and your sisters. <laughs> so What's your mama's name? <laughs> so stupid, dude. So, raised us right. Here's just what we learned watching this movie. If you're an outsider, you got to watch your back. Remember, you're from the outside. And it's a hard. It's a. It's Round the outside. Found <laughs> the outside. Round the outside. <laughs> Outsiders. Steakin. He comes in there, and they love him at first. Oh man, well he's, he's their the, boy. He's the star quarterback. He he got bought. And he's he, he also is funny. He's cool. They like him. He's been in a fight. I mean, he's just a cool dude. Yep. They even think this. They even consider his poverty kind of cool. But he's still even just being poor make him an outsider. Yep. He's not like them. They say in that big the, the end of the movie is a trial, and the students <laughs> got to decide who's going to be the sacrificial lamb. Because someone cheated. It was Matt Damon. He cheated. Matt Damon. And Damon says it's not him. So, so they decide who of these two guys is guilty. And they say he isn't one of us anyway. He's not going to, he's not going to Harvard. He, he's not even paying his own way. The, the money thing is already a thing against him. Mm-hmm. And when the chips are down, they turn on him that fast. And O'Donnell says you can't trust them. They, 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 you're. He says don't do it. Don't. And that's his people. Because they can be fair. But you're not you people. You're not one of us. And the thing is, being an outsider, I'm, I was, I was. Uh, and the thing is, but for us, we moved so much as kids. We're always going to new schools. When you move to new schools, you know right away. You got to fight to earn a place. Because all you don't want, you don't want to be in the bottom of the pecking order. Listen. If there's a pile of dookie, you don't want to be on the bottom. No! That's it. Don't open your mouth. I, I aimed always for like three three yeah. tiers above the bottom. Yep. I want my eyeballs sticking out. <laughs> 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 Looking around like... <laughs> but me and my boy, the Todd father, were, were hitchhiking across... Texas. We broke down in um, Arkansas. You were hitchhiking to Texas. You were hitchhiking across the country, fool. We're trying to get back to Dallas. We're, we're leaving. We're going north of Michigan. We broke oh. down. We're, te- we're, we're, we're hitchhiking back to Dallas. We're at the hotel. We used last, last of our money for this hotel stay. Went to this bar next door, and we meet some guys at the bar. We're all laughing, being cool. They think we're hilarious. A couple drifters. We're, we're, we're literally drifters. Did you have your we're, poncho? We're, yes, I did. Hell we're yeah. literally... Walking across the highway trying to get to Dallas, okay? Everyone, we're telling stories, laughing, Todd's drinking. It's just great, you know what I'm saying? Because how old than I, I am. And then Todd starts playing some pool, starts winning some money. Walk around, and all of a sudden you realize no one's laughing no more. Nope. The jokes are, gone, are done. We're winning their money. We're strangers. I'm like, You're winning their beer money. I'm like, if we get in a fight here, it's all of their word versus, versus us. We can say, they say, oh, these two guys came in, started to fight. These two guys did this. And if we try to say we didn't, there's seven witnesses against us. Where were you at? We're in Texas somewhere. Texarkana, maybe? Oh, man. And I'm saying, like, I'm like, Todd, you got to lose this money back to these guys. 
Like, we can't, we're not walking out of here because we are, they, they might have laughed for, for hours with us, but at the end of the day, they are friends and we're not part of their crew. That's just the way it is. And you, you experience this in brutal ways in our life. Oh, I know. You experience this in terrible ways, dude. What, with my girlfriends in middle school? They couldn't tell anybody that we were dating because I was only Mexican? Or being accused of a crime because you're the only Mexican in the church? Man, I don't want to talk about that busted-ass church. I'm just saying, you were... You got to apologize because all their parents are deacons. Man, shut up! Brutal. I got a joint for you to puff on. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> and you know what? I can't even believe I came back. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible, dude. Man. But, dude, how many kids' lives did you touch being, being you? All the rowdy, rough kids loved you, dude. What? Please. And all the white girls did, dude. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Brandon Frazier, baby. She. <laughs> you know how, like the, you know how, how do you get around his nose? His nose. <laughs> But when you're not, like, not in Flint growing up, I went to a school that was primarily African-American. And I knew I'm, I'm out, on the outside of this. Then I moved to a white world and I was a, the only brown guy in a white world. And you, even though, even though people were cool to me, I knew that, that there was a moment in history when I was at, 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 at pastoring at Faith Church where immigration became a big issue. And I was getting emails from church members Telling like story, jokes like, if I saw someone swimming across the Rio Grande, what do you say? You know, oh man, ten points. All these dumb things. You know, these emails to you, to me. Did, were there names on them? Yes, they thought they were hilarious. Publish that. Well, the, the, the emails, email accounts. You should have dead. published it. I would, just, I would, I would erase them because I'm like, I don't want to think of battling this person. What? I have, dude, I have, dude. I can't even go. I told you about who was. Being racist in front of me, didn't know I was standing behind him in the coffee line. As I was getting ready to play drums for their stinking church. Oh. Or a very high up pastor there telling me a Mexican joke when I was 15. That shit ain't funny. It's not funny. It, it, it reminds Especially you when you're a little kid trying to find a place and you're the only one that looks like you there. It reminds you, okay, I don't I'm on the outside. Here. Yep. I mean, like you guys I'm are- a bus kid. I guess I take the blame for all this. I'm a bus kid. Ain't that some shit? Well, no, I would drive that bus, boy. And then I became a bus driver for them fools. But you picking up all them kids. And those kids reach out to you on Facebook because yep. they know that yep. you won't judge them. Yep. Dude, I, to this day, I can run into some kids somewhere if they're working, if they're, you know, bar back, or, and they always are pumped to see me. Yeah. But just saying, when you're an outsider, you got to watch your back. I'm on the outside. <laughs> I can see through you. Uh-uh. Is that stained? Tell you, stained in my chunks. Dude, <laughs> stained? What's crazy? It was to watch corn vouch for Limp Biscuit, vouch for stained. And of those, like, it was crazy. And each one got bigger than the last guy. Mm-hmm. Like, corn helped Limp Biscuit. I can't believe Limp Biscuit was so big in the 90s. They were. They huge. fell hard, though. Dude, they're gone. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. They, for there. a second, though, they were the they were the crap. They went from being the second band to play on Family Values to the to headlining the next Family Values. It's insane. They got huge. They were like Vanilla Ice big, and then they fell. I'm on the outside. Stayed was huge. Yeah, now they're huge dicks. Are they? He is. He's a jerk? Don't get me started about the last concert I saw. A jerk. I'll tell you about it later. Okay. So raise us right. When you're an outsider, you got to watch your back. It's just the way it is. It's just the way. And that's why I love living in Flint, because there's a lot of color out here. Flint is a city of outsiders. That that's exactly what it is. In, Everyone in, in, here. That's why it's so badass. Even people that moved here for work were getting... I mean, people from the South would move here to work and would get hated on, because they were just trying to provide for their families. But you're not... You're not from here. We don't know you. Nobody's from here, fool. It's just like America. Nobody was from here. We all came here. But you're not allowed to come here. My family's allowed to be here, but yours isn't. You can't get these breaks. We can. We. <laughs> we. So go ahead, next point. Don't hate the juice. <laughs> <laughs> but he killed his wife. <laughs> what? The juice. 
Oh, OJ. Oh, <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. The juice is loose. <laughs> the juice is loose, dude. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> oh, but he's broke. Okay, wait, he's not the so juice. Legend. Jewish people. Here's the deal. Why would, what? Watching this movie, I was confused as a young kid. I was confused. I was like, how are these white people going to hate a white person? I didn't, I didn't get it for years. I still don't get it. That, like, and the, the Jewish people, like, it's weird because I know a lot of people who are very pro-Israel, and America should be friends with Israel, and we should back up Israel against like Arabic nations. And people talk that trash all the time, right? But then they say brutal crap about the Jews all the time. They use phrases like, I Jewed that guy. They say brutal stuff. Oof. You've heard it? I've heard it. From people who were upstanding citizens, and watching this movie, watching how people treated Brendan Fraser. Dude, when they put... The swastika is a stinking thing. That's no joke, man. Like the, you see it, it hurt him physically. Like it, like it shocked him. And I loved <coughs> that he was like, whoever did this, meet me outside. Yep. And he, dude, I thought they, they could have all jumped him. They were all too afraid to even engage. He stood out in the rain, looking like a baller, just strong. And they work. They're all looking out at him, yep. all scared of him. Well, yeah, they are, dude. Even, even like, I listen to Howard Stern still. There was a guy for years that would call in, and he, and he would always start the phone. They'd say, we got so-and-so from so-and-so. How you doing today? And he would always start every call. Hey, Howard, you hook-nosed Jew bastard. That's how he would start. Wow. For years, that guy would call in. You're just like, holy smokes. <laughs> Dude. Watching just the jokes they made, and there were so many of I them. I don't understand it. Like that idiot at the beginning of the movie, the biker talking trash to Brendan Fraser, and he's talking about the Jews. You don't care that his people killed Jesus. Jesus was Jewish, you idiot! It's the I never got it. I never saw it, but like, and the Jews, wherever they've gone, people have, like, the Germans, the Polish, people have just, the Russians. Why? It, it's through history, people have just, some say. How about Joe Pesci on Lethal Weapon 4? Yeah, 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 German Jews didn't have it any easier. <laughs> some people say that in ancient times, Jewish people had a lot of financial strength, but that's not. Because they're smart? Like, what the hell? They're good with money? It's because. The Jewish faith, they literally call themselves people of the book. So even in the medieval days, when no one could read or write, every Jewish child could read. Guess what? That makes you stronger than everyone no around shit. you. Like, you, you, you can read. Just you, ask Gary Oldman on Book of Eli. Dang straight. Knowledge is power, bro. And so because people of the book, because they learn from young age to read and write, and because that, that education is so valued in their singing culture, that's going to get, like... If you come from a family that's like, drop out of school, you're going to be behind a lot of people. How about when me and Aaron Umbright skipped school and got busted? I remember this. And I got ass whooping and grounded. Yes, you did. And I ran into Aaron's dad, and he was like, I said, uh, did Aaron get in trouble for skipping school? And he said, no, I took him off for ice cream. I'm like, yeah, it's because you're a loser, and he's going to be one too. You piece of shit. <laughs> Aaron Umbright. Who was their enforcer? Donnie. That kid was the enforcer for them, dude. Donnie and Jesse. Those two, you couldn't fight them. Um, I'll tell you who could, though. Chris Johnson could. Oh, hell yeah. One at a time. If you had both of them, you couldn't fight them. That's the thing. Who was the one, there was brothers across the street that we played with? One was your age, one was my age. And the dad was a prison guard with Fred. I don't know. The older brother body slammed Donnie once. And then... Our buddy Jimmy Swartz laid out Jesse. Swartz, though, had that summer of power where he, like... Yeah, he just lifted weights all summer. And got strong. Yeah, he, he looked around, and then you punched him, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he was like the kingpin. Yeah. He thought was. it was fat, and he was like, oh, shoot, this guy's tough. Yep. Dude, he, that, that kid, I remember it was just a punk, but he had two enforcers yeah. and he couldn't get to him. He had, all, he had a whole crew of people. Ugh. I remember one time a couple guys tried to jump me at the bus stop, and Chris Johnson lost his mind, dude, and they were like... Hold him back, hold him back. And the, the guys are like, you hold him back. I can't, dude. Because you weren't around. They thought they could get me because you weren't there. Man. I, I never understood why Jewish people were so treated so badly. Doesn't make any sense to me still. Like, okay, 
I understand, like, I'm Mexican. I look different. My skin is, I'm very easy to pick out of a crowd. And dude, I was okay. in Chicago after 9-11. I was going to say, could you imagine if you were Middle Eastern? Oh my gosh. This would all happen over again. Dude, when I was in Chicago after 9-11, going to college, I get pulled, they would think, and they look, Alanis, what kind of name is that? I'm like, it's Mexican. Oh, Mexican, huh? From Mexico? I'm like, yes, from Mexico. Like, I'm not Middle Eastern. I got asked once, I got pulled over, sh- a light shining in the car, the cops open the doors, Chicago PD, out of the doors, guns drawn. It's me and Scotty shoot. And I'm like, what's going on, Scotty? Like, Do they have guns drawn? I'm like, shut up. So I put my hands at the window. And they're like, you know, he's like, they're yelling, like, turn the car off. So I put one hand and like, turn the car off. My hand back goes, it's like, is there any weapons in the car? I was like, no, officer. It's like, is there- just this big old dick? <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> they said, are there any explosives in the car? I was like, I'm like, we're going to die. He's like, we just had Taco Bell. <laughs> 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 oh shit! <laughs> but uh, <laughs> officer, uh, they dripped. Dude, remember <laughs> that Walmart story <laughs> where the, the cops got called <laughs> and they arrested the guy walking around. They said, "We heard you made a, <laughs> a violent threat earlier in your shopping day." He's like, "What are you talking about?" And someone's like, "I heard him. He said that he dropped a big old bomb." Oh my and god! They thought he made he goes, uh, no, officer, I just took it, but the dump I took out front. That did not happen. Dude, look it up on YouTube. It's incredible. Dude dropped a bomb in the bathroom? Made fun of dropping the bomb. Someone heard it, thought it was a bomb threat, and they called the police. Dude, it's in, the newscaster reading the story starts laughing. It's They're like, he gets, gets to the thing, and, like, and he's just like, you can't. Oh, my. That's like straight up. Blank man. That's straight up a Karen calling the police. Did dude. you find the bomb? Yeah, but not the one we was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, so like Mexican be Mexican, you'd see I'm different. If you're a black man in a white world, that you you look different. Being Jewish, you can look really close to being white. You are white. Well, some Middle Eastern Jews look darker. Very original. No, he, he was very Anglo. And you know, I feel bad that he, he felt the need to try to hide it. He didn't, though. He just didn't talk. He, what was his point to Chris O'Donnell? What are you? Yeah. Methodist. Well, you didn't tell oh, me this? Oh, man, I can't believe that. It's different. It's but religion. He had two guys. His dad and his coach told him. Don't hide it. it. Yeah, yeah. Play it close to the chest. They told, they told him to hide it, and he took his Star of David off. He... You feel bad because he's trying to hide it. All I know is movies like this help me to think, okay, I know it's like to be an outsider. I don't ever want to be someone that treats people this way. It makes them feel small. So I try not to be the guy who tells the jokes about the different, you know, um, any groups and make them feel small or lame because I've been the outsider and it sucks. It's I'm a- on the outside. So we don't- how about the... The stinking woman, bro. Listen, you you dated a girl who wouldn't tell anyone you're dating because you're Mexican. I had a mom tell me once, sat me down and said, you know, and she's she's from the church. She's like, I don't think interracial dating is okay. And I was like, sitting there like, okay. She's like, because the Bible says everything should be according to its kind, which is completely just. Well, picking and choosing what you want out of the Bible. It's literally about trees and growing fruit. Like, it's about trees and trying to apply it to, like, colors of people. And she's like, she said to me literally, you know, you're not black, so maybe it's okay for you. And I was like, thank you? Like, it was awful. It was awful. Hey, Linda, you're a bitch. <laughs> What's that from? Wedding singer. <gasps> we think he's got Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, the thing about, like, hating the Jews, I just never got it. And um, I try to be careful not to say any Jewish jokes because I just know what it's like to be on the outside of that stuff. And a movie like this helps you go, okay, note to self, don't be a jerk to other faiths. I met a kid. Dude, one of the nicest dudes that I know is a Satanist. And he loves me. And I will never disrespect him. And he'll always have respect for me when I don't go to his all-night parties because I have to play drums at church in the morning. And he'll just go, oh, yeah, that's right. He'll never disrespect me. And he's one of the best dudes ever. 
I'm not going to sit here and tell them, man, you, you're going to hell, fool. Ah. I was youth pastor, and I was at Prairie Middle School. And I would I'd bring video games out for kids to play during lunch hour. This one kid comes up, and he's you know, talking to me. He's like, so you, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a pastor, a youth pastor at this church. He goes, oh, well, I'm Jewish. That means you hate me, right? And I felt so sad that this young kid assumed that because I was a Christian, I wouldn't dislike him because he was Jewish. I'm like, no, man, I don't hate you. He goes, well, Christians hate Jews. I'm like, and because there's a history of Christians saying things like, you killed Jesus. Which is why Jews don't trust Christians very much at all. Because there was a period of time where Christians really did treat the Jews badly. And we suck as people, dude. Everyone, like, just, we tribe up. We're stop. We're getting, we're getting too deep. We're getting too deep. So, next episode, we are thinking of doing a comedy. We, drama city for us. So we're going to do something funny. We're putting up the aforementioned airheads versus the also hilarious cone Coneheads. So what will it be? Airheads or coneheads? You got to vote. You got to vote for September, and you tell us what we're doing. So you listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or Amazon Podcasts. Like the show, leave a review. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com. We talk about the movies we're loving, the ones we're watching right now. As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next month at the Red Rum Theater. Smokey Joe's Cafe. Ooh, and I